Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 147 of the Sports Kiki Podcast. My name, of course, is Alex Reamer, and this is our first show of 2023. Thank you for coming along with us for what promises to be a great ride. You should know it by now, but in case you don't, you can subscribe to the show wherever you find your favorite podcasts. We are available on Spotify, Apple, Google, download, listen, rate, subscribe, all that good stuff, OutSports, you'll find us, the Sports Kiki Podcast. Uh, Yes, it's good to be back after my one-week New Year hiatus. I was over in Puerto Rico, almost did not get out of Puerto Rico due to pretty much every connecting flight in Florida being delayed or canceled on Monday, but that's okay. I did make it back in the middle of the night, and here I am talking with you all. Uh, I had a nice holiday, and hopefully you all had a nice New Year's as well. Um, want to go back real quick before we move forward. Uh, last show of 2022 was Adam Crafton, a gay soccer journalist who writes for The Athletic. He was in Qatar covering the World Cup, and he wrote a really long essay about his experiences, and I had him on the show to talk about his experiences further. Uh, if you did not listen to that, yeah, and I encourage you to do so. And I'm not just saying that so I can uh, get my download numbers up. I'm saying that because it was a really great conversation uh, about so many things and really all the shades of gray that are in society as well. Um, the big takeaway I got from Adam is just it was overall a very unsettling kind of feeling, kind of like he was existing in an alternative universe that us in the West don't, ne- never mind experience, but don't really conceptualize. So yeah, that was our last show of 2022. But now for our first show of 2023, I have a few points that I want to hit on here. It's just me this week. I figured that's what's best, right? We're getting reacquainted with each other after our week hiatus. So here you go. Just me, A. Reams. Um, and I promise to never call myself that again in 2023. Don't worry. Um, Carl Nassib has a boyfriend. Yes, we've uh, been thinking about this for a couple of months with some internet sleuthing, some videos and pictures that we've seen on the gram, as they say. But it is now official. Carl Nassib has a boyfriend out Olympic swimmer Soren Dahl, who swam for Denmark in the 2016 Olympics. Um, they're all over Instagram, as I mentioned. Carl Nassib posted on his Instagram story Sunday that he was celebrating the Buccaneers' uh, playoff berth with his man. And uh, I love this for a number of reasons. First of all, Soren Dahl, for those who don't know, as I mentioned, is, an Olymp- is a Dutch Olympian. He was in the 2016 Olympics. Uh, he's been low-key out on social media for the better part of the last year. And actually, we just wrote about him on OutSports this past September after Sid Ziegler noticed, wait a minute, this guy is, like, at gay parties. <laughs> he's with Carl Nassib. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's uh, seems like he's quite gay and uh, just kind of living his life and posting it out there, which is pretty cool. And Nassib is taking the similar tack uh, with his relationship with Dahl. There's been no official announcement. There's been no official post. Oh, my God, here's my... Here's my bay, but they are out and proud living their lives and not hesitating to show it to the world. And for those wondering, though Carl Nassib does not have a post on his grid with Soren, uh, Soren has a post on his grid with Carl. So they are a grid official, at least uh, in, on one of their accounts. But, you know, I, I really love this for Carl Nassib because, well, number one, the Buccaneers clinched a playoff berth last Sunday. So Carl is now two for two. As an out gay player, participating in the playoffs, 
Last year, the Raiders made the postseason. And this year, of course, the Bucks made the postseason. Was a bumpy ride for Tampa Bay. Certainly was. But Tom Brady is seemingly back in his groove. Had his best game of the season last Sunday. Carl Nassib had a huge sack in the fourth quarter of their Monday night game a few weeks ago to uh, help them with their epic comeback win. So Nassib had three and a half sacks this year as well off the Buccaneers bench. Maybe he'll get more this Sunday, the final game of the regular season. But I love this because once and for all, the narrative is dead. And frankly, it was dead last year. And it should have been dead long before that. But as I said, Carl Nassib, out gay player, now two for two, two seasons, two playoff appearances. So we can put to bed that ridiculous notion that gay players, an out gay player, uh, would prevent a team from winning or somehow hamper team chemistry. Nope, not in the least. Look at Carl Nassib. He's a winner. Maybe all teams should sign an out gay player and then they'd make the playoffs every year like Carl Nassib has since coming out. Um, but, you know, Carl Nassib is not just a gay football player. He did not just come out in June 2021 and, you know, reappear for sporadic sporadic posts about the Trevor Project, and, and, and which, which is all amazing charitable work. But, you know, again, he's not just a gay football player. He's a gay football player who's living, and it seems like enjoying, a vibrant gay social life. He's at parties with Soren Dahl. He's out taking pictures with his boyfriend. And in other words, he's living his life as many other early 30-something gay men do. He's having a blast, it seems like, Carl Nassib is. And that's awesome to see. And I think, obviously, uh, his boyfriend, his very hot boyfriend, I might add, Soren Dahl, is uh, contributing to that. So that's really cool. That, again, Carl Nassib. And, and he talked about a, a previous relationship that he had as well last year on a podcast. Um, it, it's cool that he's, again, he's not making a huge declaration. He's not, you know, having Soren Dahl come on down onto the field or anything like that. But they are going out. They are together, they're sharing it the world, and they don't care about who knows. And that's great. Totally cool to see. Um, what's not cool to see, and this is not sports-related, but I have to get this in real quick, and I may very well later this month when the show launches have an interview about this. I saw it on Twitter. January 20th, The Real Friends of WeHo is coming to MTV. Yes, a knockoff of the Real Housewives series. Um, Real friends of WeHo following around six pretentious gays in West Hollywood, Todd Recall, and some rich white gays. One is a uh, broadcast, a radio host, TV host, I believe. The other one is, oh, a celebrity stylist. Whatever. The, the, the trailer, the 30-second trailer, looks absolutely awful. As I tweeted on Friday, I think this show is something that will probably make me straight. Nobody wants to watch pretentious, rich gays in West Hollywood. Nobody wants to do that. I mean, if gay people, the supposed target audience for the show, don't want to watch it, I don't see how straight people would want to watch it. Um, my prediction, this show, The Real Friends of WeHo, um, it's going to set gay rights way, way back because uh, these individuals, I can say, after, again, watching the 30-second trailer, um, embody pretty much everything that's wrong. Uh, with gay culture, gay white male culture in particular. I harkened back to the interview I had a few weeks ago with Ben Miller, the gay academic who gave us the alternative take on gay marriage. I'm currently reading his book titled Bad Gays, and, uh, you know, the premise of the book is that the experiment of, you know, the white gay 
identity, the white homosexual identity, has failed. It has not led to more liberation, not in the least. And, uh, well, I think that this show, The Real Friends of WeHo, would back that up. It seems awful. I mean, like, who is this for, I would ask? As I said, even gays themselves, judging by the reaction on social media, are not up for this show. So I can't imagine anybody else would be. Mm, Yeah, I might hate watch it, and we may talk about it, but mm, yeah. We always want to see more LGBTQ representation, but I think we can skip out on the rich white gays prancing around West Hollywood. (laughs) And I say that word in jest, of course. Um, The last topic I want to talk about this week, and I guess the big point of the show, is a lot of people do this year-end, beginning of the year. What does 2023 hold for gay sports? I don't want to quite do that, but... Here's my question, and we've talked about this a little bit on on our internal Slack channel at OutSports, but, you know, it's well established that in 2023, all of the sports leagues are pro-LGBTQ at the corporate level. They all promote uh, LGBTQ inclusion. Many, if not most teams, host some sort of LGBTQ pride night. And that's great. And we are in a much better place than we were even five years ago. But now the question is, what's next? You know, and I got to thinking about this because TJ House came out a few weeks ago. uh, Former Major League Baseball reliever TJ House publicly came out as gay on Facebook shortly before the holidays. And he was widely celebrated. A lot of support on social media. But where's Major League Baseball been? You know, Billy Bean is the longtime ambassador of inclusion. You know, where's baseball been? Has MLB issued any sort of statement? Has MLB made overtures to TJ House to bring him in? To maybe speak to teams this spring training or be involved in the front office? And and maybe he doesn't want to do that. Maybe they have and TJ House said, nope, no thank you, but... I mean, there's been no public recognition from Major League Baseball about TJ House, a former Major League player who played not very long ago. I believe he was in the majors from about 2013 to 15, 16, played for the uh, now Cleveland Guardians and the Blue Jays. Um, So he's a real player, a real major leaguer. He publicly came out as gay. And again, the question is, where is Major League Baseball? Where is their public acknowledgement that House came out? Where is their public show of support? And, you know, and and I don't just mean to pick on Major League Baseball at TJ House. We see this all the time, right? As I said, pretty much every team in Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL hosts some sort of pride night, but not every team is willing to offer up an active player to talk about LGBTQ inclusion and why that's important. And years ago in Outsports, we used to cover pretty much every pride night, but now our standpoint is... We're not covering you unless you give us an actual athlete, an active player to speak with. Uh, the Red Sox last year did offer up Kevin Euclid, uh, Red Sox legend Kevin Euclid, recently retired player who said really excellent things about inclusion in sports and LGBTQ uh, visibility and what it means to be an ally and talking about these issues in the locker room. So Euclid was fantastic. I loved speaking with him. But, you know, again, he's a big name player. And not every team, in fact, few teams are willing to offer us 
active players, big name players. And to me at this point, if you're going to have an LGBTQ Pride Night and you can't even get one player, one player to come out and say anything about LGBTQ inclusion, then that's just empty symbolism. What does that mean? I mean, you're telling then it's just nothing more than a marketing ploy to get gay fans into the stadium. And again, that's better than nothing. You know, our money is green too, and sports have been an exclusionary space for so long. It's always good to see the rainbow flag around these stadiums to for teams to say like gay fans are welcome. But if you're throwing a pride night and you can't even get one of your players to come out to the media and say something even trite and cliche about the importance of LGBTQ inclusion, then what are you doing? So we are upping the ante, at least I am upping the ante, here in 2023 for these sports leagues. Great, you have the Pride Night, you have the Rainbow Pride uh, collection, uh, all that stuff. You want to sell us tickets, sell us shirts, merchandise, that's all well and good. But what are you doing after that? How are you actively promoting inclusion on a daily basis? And just as, if not more importantly, who is pushing all of these inclusion measures? The, 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 bigger na- you know, the bigger names that support them and push them, the bigger impact they will have. You know, Tom Brady coming out and saying something about having a gay teammate means a hell of a lot more than the last guy on the roster or certainly a front office figure coming out and talking about the importance of having a gay teammate, gay player. So, you know, where's that? You know, that's one thing about Brady. I you know, love Tom Brady, but where's has there been one public comment about Carl Nassib? That's the thing. I want, I want big name players to show up and say we are allies and we are pushing this because just having front office figures come out and read press releases whenever an outlet wants to talk about Pride Nights or anything of the like, it just doesn't cut it anymore. It just doesn't have the impact. So consider it. Sports Kiki, Saturday, January 7th, 23. I have a challenge for all of these sports teams. Come out and don't just have a Pride Night, but what are you doing to actively promote this Pride Night? So that's the challenge. We want to see more action across all these leagues in 2023. And I also love to see the action from all of you guys. As I said, to close 2022, I love doing this podcast and knowing that you all are listening is the reason why I keep at it. So if you have any show ideas, guest ideas, topic ideas, please, please, please feel free to reach out to me. The best way to do that is on Twitter. My Twitter name is at AlexReamer1. That again is at AlexReamer1. Dipping our feet back into the water next week. I'll be back with a bit of a longer show next week. Uh, But so long, everybody. And please, enjoy your weekend.